This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. People tend to remember where they were when they hear about big events like a presidential shooting. I remember where I was on March 30, 1981. I was with friends in the drive through of a jack-in-the-box restaurant in Southern California. It was 11.30 in the morning on a Monday, and I was ditching high school. In Washington, D.C. that day, President Ronald Reagan, who'd been in office only two months, gave a speech to the AFL-CIO at the Hilton Hotel. As he left the building, six shots were fired from a small handgun, a Saturday night special. As a Secret Service agent, a police officer, and the White House press secretary fell to the sidewalk wounded, Reagan was tackled into the bulletproof presidential limousine by Secret Service agent named Jerry Parr. The car raced toward the White House a mile away. In the limo, Reagan was in agonizing pain. He said he thought he'd broken a rib when the Secret Service agent had pushed him into the car. The team preferred the White House medical facility to the hospital, so they kept going toward Pennsylvania Avenue as the agent checked the president for gunshot wounds. He didn't find any. Then, Reagan coughed up some blood. Now, Agent Parr ordered the limo to change course, go to George Washington University Hospital. He figured the cracked rib had punctured the president's lung. Reagan insisted on walking into the hospital. He smiled casually at bystanders, but as soon as he got inside, he collapsed to one knee. He was having trouble breathing. He was rushed to the emergency room. Doctors, over the president's objection, cut off his expensive suit. As they took his vital signs, which were weak, the working theory was that the president may have suffered a heart attack. Meanwhile, the media had been told that the president and First Lady Nancy Reagan had gone to the hospital to see his press secretary, James Brady, who had been shot in the head. Doctors finally found the wound. The bullet had ricocheted off the limo and struck him on the left side under his arm as he waved. It pierced a lung and missed his heart by an inch. The president, a former movie star known for his charm, made a couple of famous jokes as he was brought into surgery. To his wife, Nancy Reagan, he said, Honey, I forgot to duck. And to the doctors and nurses gathered around him in the operating room, he said, I hope you're all Republicans. Dr. Joseph Giordano, the lead surgeon, actually was a liberal Democrat. He said, today, Mr. President, we're all Republicans. The surgery was successful and the president eased back into his job, fully recovered by the fall. James Brady was disabled by his head injury he became a leading advocate for gun control. When he died in 2014, the coroner ruled his death a homicide, a result of the shooting 33 years before. His killer wasn't charged. John Hinckley, who had been pounced on by Secret Service agents, had been found not guilty of the shootings by reason of insanity. Hinckley had become obsessed with the movie Taxi Driver about a presidential assassination plot and its female star, Jodie Foster. She was 12 years old when that movie was filmed, 18 at the time of the shootings. She was a first-year student at Yale, and Hinckley had moved to Connecticut to try to stalk her. He eventually came up with a plan to impress her by committing a historic act so that he would become as famous as she was. 
Hinckley was released to his mother's custody in 2016. Two others were wounded in the shooting. D.C. police officer Thomas Delahanty, who had to retire because of his injuries, and Secret Service agent Tim McCarthy, who recovered fully from his injuries. He was shot after he jumped between Hinckley and the president and made himself a target. He's been a small-town police chief in Illinois for more than 20 years. Reagan served out his two terms and died in 2004. Jodie Foster is a two-time Academy Award winner. She has rarely spoken of John Hinckley's obsession with her, and she's known to cut interviews short if she's asked about it. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.